0: It's Mando Monday
1: time. Mando Mondays, Mando, Mando Mondays.
0: Um, I apologize for missing a week
1: and postponing a week. That's all on me. That's all right. If we were current, it'd be a whole different game. It'd be like, boy, Scotty, you really dropped the balls. I did. I did drop the ball, but I didn't. But or you I, dropped the baby Yodas. I dropped the baby Yodas. At
0: least I didn't punch him. Yep, oh, spoiler alert for next week. Yep. Um. So this week we watched chapter seven, the reckoning. Yep. Oh, by the way, I'm your native American pop culture spirit God, Scott. Here we are. <laughs> and I'm joined by the man who puts
1: <laughs> puts Mando's into men. <laughs> <laughs> nope, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the other one. That's R-rated. <laughs> this is a PG show, sir. <laughs> I can't. I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's just Cohos on this show. It's Cohos. Yeah, That's what the man. I'm the in- The man of Mando. He's the <laughs> <laughs> podcast
0: he's a nine nine numb to lando to my lando
1: that's can we have that for for the rebels podcast <laughs> yes,
0: my nine num to my lando. <laughs> the, do you know why i know it's nine numb
1: oh uh someone phonetically did it uh spelled it for you
0: well, no, well if you look at it it is nine n-i-e-n yeah but if it's german right also also there's a ten num.
1: no there's not he's a b-wing pilot there's a 9-num and a 10-num. Yeah, of course. <laughs> These guys got lazy. They got so lazy. And there's,
0: no, you don't believe me. I look at that look in your eyes and they're like, I don't, I don't know if I... It could be I'm
1: squinty, I have glasses on. <laughs> the
0: look in the eyes like... Oh, I'm gonna,
1: this is the way you would just start wearing a mask <laughs> so you can't see my face. This is the way. You just got weighed. Wait.
0: I'm uh, sorry for the, the pause, but I had to prove, and I'll post this in the show notes if I can remember. My problem with it, I'm going to fix that, too. We're going to get a producer in here, to uh, mainly just to remind me of all the things I should put in my show notes that never make it into the show yeah, notes. Yeah, that's the
1: bigger thing. The, well, we just need a whiteboard that's just in the show notes. No joke. Yeah, 10 them. Okay.
0: <laughs> if I don't post it in the um, show notes, you can Google tennum and you'll see yeah, him. But he's go. a He's a big-wing pilot. That's so funny. And uh, so that's cool. Yay to know. I know that mainly from the, S- the Cypher Star Wars card game because <laughs> he came out in Jedi uh, Desert
1: 2. They need all... more characters.
0: They did. They yeah, did. I get it. They need more characters. So we watched Chapter 7 The Reckoning. Oh, directed by Deborah Chow. My
1: favorite director of the series.
0: Uh, written by John Favreau. Uh, stars uh, Pedro Pascal. This is a greatest hits, basically. Basically, what we're getting into. Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Carl Weathers is Greg Carga. Uh, Gianna Caranero as uh, Cara Dune. Nick Nolte as Quill. Misty Rosa as Quill. The body. I decided to put the body in That's the, nice. Uh, Taika Waititi as IG-11. Werner Herzog as the client. And Adam Pauly shows up as the biker scout, but we'll talk about him more in next week's episode. And we get Moth. Oh, sorry. Today's Bounty Puck. No, <laughs> my
1: bad. Look at that guy. If you were Moff Gideon, you would have killed me. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito as uh, Moff Gideon. We know Giancarlo
1: from a uh, lots of things. What is your favorite thing? Maze Runner series. <laughs> it's in my list. Ed, seriously, I love those movies. They're guilty pleasures for me.
0: For me and from a lot of others, it just has to be Gus Frane and, and Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, one of the best death scenes in any television history, I think um it sometimes when i'm down i just watch it yeah no i get it <laughs> um so but he's also uh, among that he was uh in dear white people uh once upon a time uh to do the right thing homicide life on the streets he's in malcolm X. he's also in two other um spike lee joints spike, spike um here's something really interesting though uh he was on sesame street did not know that yeah for a little while for, for six or eight episodes but most importantly as a child he
1: was part of the children's choir that sang the theme song to Electric Company. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. What a good nugget you found there.
0: <laughs> yes. Here's the biggest nugget I found. Born April 26, 1958 in Copenhagen, Denmark. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Shout out to Denmark. His mother was an American opera singer. His father was a stagehand, a uh, carpenter from Naples, Italy. Uh, his, for a while in New York City, he had a roommate. Who, who do you think his roommate was? Other famous actor
1: uh nick nolte no because that would just be too awesome uh i would love to
0: see this guy on star wars though i've uh, been in other science fiction I, I will give a hint um he likes red and blue pills oh no way
1: lawrence fishburne yep no way yeah Lawrence fishburne's roommate oh uh, i'd love lawrence fishburne he in was star wars he was cowboy kurtz's roommate <laughs> now hey look that's probably during the time frame
0: uh, maybe 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 he has a degree in radio and television from Elizabeth Seaton College. He loves yoga and he is fluent in Italian and Spanish. That's brilliant. Oh, and for those uh Hollywood Walk of Fame uh aficionados, um if you want to go tour Hollywood, his his star is found at 6351 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California. No joke, I didn't even know he had a star. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for him. Sort of, I guess cuz did you find it, you know, the you know how that works? No. They nominate you, and then you have to buy the star. Oh, you're kidding! Me. Yeah, you have to buy the star. Oh, so, that's kind of dirty. So and so, usually people will like, especially for you know, classic actors and stuff, they'll uh, raise money for it, but they'll you have to buy it yourself. Ah, you ready to get into this? Yep. Aboard the Razor Crest, the Mandalorian receives a hologram message from Grieve Karga, the head of the Bounty Hunters Guild. He tells Mandalorian that the client has imposed some kind of crazy rule of the city and has impeded guild business. He's like, I can't get no business done because of this mess you caused. The guild considers the client a mutual enemy, but cannot get close enough to him to take him out. He offers the Mandal- Mandalorian a proposition to, br- to bring the child back to Navarro uh, as bait to eliminate the client. If he succeeds, the Mandalorian gets to keep the child in grief, will clear his name with the bounty. So it's, hey buddy, help a brother out. And, and we're cool, right? We're cool, we cool, right? We're cool, we right? We're cool, right? Because right. you, know, you didn't mean to shoot me, and, or you shot me specifically shot me specific, in the yeah, best car.
1: Although I don't think he knows that. I'm
0: still saying that he... You yeah. don't think so? No. Oh, I think... I mean, I'd be like, ooh, he shot me in the Pescar, car. Thank God. Yeah. He says that uh, he's a man of modern and should not have to live in exile, and awaits the Mandalorian's response. So Mandalorian looks over to the child and is like, yeah, that's probably a, a trap, so, I'm going to need backup. So, he basically goes and starts putting together his crew he needs. So, he goes back to S- Sorgen and does not see the hot Indian chick. He Should have saw her. Should have saw her. But he didn't. But he went and uh, saw Kara Dune instead. And she's having this crazy boxing match with a Zyrak. They're kind of attached by
1: via laser tether. I loved it. <laughs> And she does some wicked sweet <laughs> MMA stuff <laughs> on his ass. It's just phenomenal. So
0: does that make MMA canon in Star Wars? No, it's Tarek Asai, sir. Is it? You think it's Tarek Asai?
1: Yeah. Um, I because she did a roll up, like it was grappling. That's why I, I put it into that space. I need a Star Wars fighting game. <laughs> yeah, but it's canon. Well, the word
0: <laughs> it is canon. No, and the fighting style is canon because um
1: um what's her face does yeah, it? yeah, but that's so, what I'm saying it was grapply type stuff. Right. That's why I think that's what it is. Okay. I that's mean, gonna, in our world, it's you know regular grappling.
0: See, instead of this tether stuff, and I guess I guess it, it fits her uh, because you know for her MMA background, so I get it. But honestly, I want to see the day we get shockboxing. Yeah, you know that's that's one of those can- non-canon things. I'm like, it's been in all the games. Yeah, I mean, one of the greatest, um, one of the most fun. Um, character packs you could get you could play in um the west end games was a shock box, boxer it's like a trend ocean yep. shock boxer and like yep. kind of into that kind of want to see that shock boxing shock boxing is like regular boxing except you have electrodes on your hands and you just shock the crap out of somebody i looking forward to it uh so the main learner shows up and says hey you looking for some work and tells her about grease proposition and she's like that's a trap <laughs> it's a trap we don't yeah. it's a trap and he's like i know it's a trap it's a trap it's a trap and she's like i don't want to go into a trap I'm, I'm done i'm good here you know and he's like yeah but
1: you know the dudes of ex-imperial warlord she's like oh i really hate those i love how it's she's like okay <laughs> like I, no 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 okay did you say imperial warlord yeah. yeah. i'm in they didn't they, they could have even just straight cut they could have hard cut straight <laughs> to her on the ship and right. i would have bought it too right so uh so uh, so
0: she joins aboard the razor crest care ask if his contact knows she's coming and the men are like grave doesn't know anything you know and probably doesn't care he just it's just gonna happen but so they need to go find more people though uh so that ends them to they go back to orvalia seven if you remember that, that's where quill lives and they go find quill and quill's um he's doing all right working on his motion phone oh by the way ig 11's here (laughs) right and that that's causes some trouble uh but he's all um worked out quill uh reprogrammed him to be um a servant and we get a beautiful montage to illustrate yeah so i loved it you show it shows how how hard it is to retrain a droid it's almost like it was almost like the, the like the middle part of her garden henry it totally is it's
1: 100 percent what it is like, he's bringing it back and henry's coming back into his own right it's like i'm looking for him to ask for ritz
0: crackers yeah that's exactly it it's a good good shout out to i don't know why i'm making henry, to I, you abrams i'm I, proud of you for pulling that together <laughs> thank you thank you um where was I? all right so so after a little some patience some affirmation uh i, I he uh, was like, "Hey, it works now." Uh, IGLA makes tea and stuff; it's great. <laughs> um, so Amanda uh, wants to hire Quill. Quill's like, "Um, I've I've been a servant and I'm free. I don't, I, but I'll I'll go along." Somebody needs to look after the child, and hey, like this IGLA will I rep- will reprogram to be a nanny, which is the greatest nanny of all. Move oh over, my Miss- God. Move over, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. Move over the. Path- Hello! <laughs> move over the, um, the pacifier. Um, what's the, Hulk Hogan was what? Uh, he was
1: just the nanny. It was uh, Mr. Was nanny. Mr. Nanny and move yeah. over Mr. Nanny. Here it comes.
0: Tiger TV IG-11. IG-11. So the man, Lauren Grease also convinces him to let the blurgs come along well. And I
1: love how he gives the best bit on that where he's like, I've spoken. And like, that's it. You're done.
0: Well, the Razor Crest can hold it. So the Borgs are pinned aboard the Razor Crest, the car hold Caradone, and the Mandalorian, and uh, engage in a game of arm wrestling. Uh, thinking that the Mandalorian is in danger, the child force chokes <laughs> uh, Caradone until the Mandalorian tells him, "Whoa, whoa, 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 no, friend, <laughs> yeah. friend!" So now I know the baby can kill people. It's <laughs> straight up <sighs> <sighs> toddlers. <laughs> Quill says that the child is curious, but Kara is frightened. I, I got you. I feel you. Quill now understands the Mandalorian, encourages her, uh, uh, understands the encounter with the Mudhorn, but is a name, unable to name the phenomenon because no
1: one talks about the Force.
0: And you want to know why? Listen to the last episode of my Star Wars Live. That's
1: absolutely, if you want to go back to that that debate, I listened to it the other day just because it was on the back. That's our debate. Like, right. It's forever going to be the debate, but it's accurate at this right. point. Right, right. So
0: until someone tells me otherwise, I know why. <laughs> um, Kara, Kara questions how Quill. Walked free the, of imperial and digital servitude. Quill said he bought his freedom and with the skill of his hand and labor uh, of three human lifetimes, telling the not to doubt him. So there's some, you know, she is so hard anti imperial. Like, we know Quill served the Im- empire, and she's like, you still a dork. Can't, can't, I don't like you. And so uh, the Mandalorian lists Quill to help uh, pad the child's pram. Yeah, interesting word. <laughs> it's a British word. Quill said that uh that says that this is the way to prove how he uh, freed himself from servitude. That he'll just build a new one, and so he does.
1: And it's badass. It is badass. It's
0: like it. It's it's almost like um Tim Burton's Batman. You have shields. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what
1: it is. That's totally what it is. It's all right. Like-
0: so I'm all into that. So um uh carol's kara says she's not been uh, been to navarro but says that the new republic had lost a lot of forces there she explains that the city is dug in pretty deep and there's no cover Kara says that uh, if that has stayed at imperial until the end of the galactic civil war the Mandalorian says the client was a former imperial officer and that he took it uh took out an imperial safe house he thinks there are more ex-imperial forces there the Mandalorian distrusts iga 11 and, f- and refuses to allow him to look after the child the Razorcrest lands on the remote planet of Dave Narar- Navarro. I've been wanting to say that for a minute. Yep. They are met by G- Grief Karga and the other bounty hunters, including a human, a Nikto, and a Trandoshan. Grief explains that he had arranged for a rendezvous in a remote, lo- remote location because the town is run by an ex-Imperial, uh, ex-imperial forces. Uh, the Mandalorian, Quill, and Kara ride blurgs while IG-11 stays behind on the ship. Grief suggests that the former Rebel st- shark would stay behind to guard the ship um, from... Um, they guard it from Jawas in the lava field. The Mandalorian insists that Kara is coming. Griff relents, but advises Kara to cover up her rebel tattoo. Because, you know, if you're going to go like an Imperial place, you don't want to be like.
1: And we also kind of you know. get confirmation that a lot of the rebel soldiers, I'm mean, sorry, a lot of the Imperial soldiers have gone somewhat merc. Right. Because he does say eventually, like, if you cut the head off, that, you know, if there's no one there to pay him, they'll flip sides and come work for me, basically. Right. So uh Grief also gets permission for the manager to look
0: and hold the child, whom he finds cute. <laughs> Grief advises them to travel across the lava fields and find a place to camp for the night since it's approaching dusk. And, this, and then, then this episode turns into pitch black. It's totally movie <laughs> pitch black. So the night so they set up a camp and uh, uh, and grill a, a four-legged beast. Grief remarks that the child is a carnivorous beast uh, because based on his eating habits. Grief and the Mandalorian go over the plan, which inf- involves entering the common house, showing the client the bait, and then killing him at the table. When the Mandalorian asks about the reinforcements, Grief claims that they are mercenaries like drew said they'll you know but the mandalorian is skeptical grief says that there are only four bodyguards it'll be fine nothing's gonna go wrong as then a winged beast descends and slowly pitch blacks the whole camp so the traveling party is attacked by these several winged beasts the mandalorian steals uh seals the child in his pram shields and <laughs> he and his companions uh fire at the winged creatures um the creatures capture and eat the berg, blurgs thank god you had the blurgs with you because they're tasty sacks. uh the blurgs are hit by a friendly fire
1: the mandalorian managed to drive the creatures away with his trusty flamethrower it's <laughs> yep, like and i had forgotten it was in it when i rewatched I was like here it comes <laughs> i was like oh there it is <sighs> it's like a it's like a warm friend hi yeah greece right arm is badly wounded
0: in the uh by the winged creatures uh who uh bites contain venom not the spider-man kind Sorry, That's no, good. <laughs> Thank you. I was with you. Thank you. Grief thinks you that... You might ca- say it caused some carnage. Right, it caused some car- carnage. Um, Grief thinks that the, the end is near. He can see, you know, his light fading. Kira tells her, no, I'll be so dramatic. Everyone, uh, this is fine. They got uh, mad packs. None of them, no one has extra ones, though. <laughs> but the child manages to heal Grief's arm with a force. Grief, Quill, Kara, and the Mandalorian, and the other bounty hunters are amazed by the child's powers. Ooh. The, uh, the following day, the group continues the journey. Grief and the two remaining hunters attempt to ambush and kill the Mandalorian Kara. However, Grief shoots the, the, his associates dead. All right, so look, bear with me. The original plan was to bring you out here, kill you, and take the kid. But we just had this pitch black moment together, and Space Baby healed me. So we cool, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> sure.
0: We cool. <laughs> Carrot doesn't believe him, but Quill is like, we cool. <laughs> and the Mandalorian's like, I guess we're cool. And the baby's like, cool. <laughs> and, I don't know, the baby's not like that. Uh, I don't think I don't think Baby Yoda cares. Uh, Grief says that they share mutual interest in eliminate the client. He proposes using the child as bait to get to the client. Well, well that was the original plan. Let's do that. The Mandalorian comes up with the plan to turn himself in so that he can kill the client. Kara thinks that's insane, and the Mandalorian says, this is the only way. Yep. The four come up with a plan to bring the child's pram as a decoy, but send, but to send Quill and the child back to the Raiders of Kara comes along with the decoy pram. The Mandalorian tells Quill to engage ground security protocols and get inside the ship. The Ugnak vows to keep the child safe and tells Kara uh, to cover her stripes. Quill rides back to the ship and the child uh, with the child and remains... Well, the remaining blur and grief and Kara bring the uh, restrained Mandalorian and the pram to town. They encounter two scout troopers on speeder bikes at the gate. The troopers demand a chain code from the grief, who complies. The three of them uh, find that the town is full of stormtroopers. Grief explains that the imperials increased their presence after the Mandalorian busted the safe house. I thought you said there were four, I meant 400. Right. <laughs> Uh, the three enter a cantina where they meet the client and four stormtroopers. They're the four. <laughs> <coughs> Grief tells the client that he and Kara have b- brought the Mandalorian and the child. Grief takes an interest in the Mandalorian's uh, Beskar armor. The client gets an RA-7 protocol droid to serve Grief a drink, and as a reward for closing the deal, the client talks about the folly of the the folly of Mandalore, uh, or the fall of Mandalore resisting Imperial expansion, and claims that the Empire improves. Every system it touches brings safety, prosperity, trade, and peace. He compares imperial rule favorably in the state of the galaxy following the revolution. I think he has a kind of a point there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Which he claims that will, uh, only, uh, which is claiming has only brought chaos and death. The client asks to see the child group claims that the child's asleep. No, don't, you don't want to disturb it. It's, it's cool. Don't shh, baby. You don't want to wait. And baby.
1: then I, I then Werner Herzog gives the most compassionate Werner Herzog moment. He's like, "We will be
0: quiet." <laughs> and <laughs> we, he's so we, sweet about it. We, we will be quiet around the child. It's you. so it's, great. You just got to be like almost a whisper with it. It is. It's, it's like, so great. It's a great moment. Uh, uh, a stormtrooper sets up a hollow. Oh, sorry. Uh, he's as he's about to see the uh, the child. A stormtrooper. Uh, Says he's got an urgent call. A stormtrooper sets up a projector while the manlord gets grief to unbind his restraints and pass him a blaster. Kara thinks the odds are bad. <laughs> got a bad feeling about this. Yep. The client speaks with Moff Gideon, who asks if they brought the child. The client says, oh, dude, he's sleeping. Or, oh, dude, he is sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Gideon tells him to check again. Death troopers open fire on the container from the outside, killing the client sad face and as stormtroopers while the mandalorian cara and grief take over a cover behind a table uh the ra7 protocol droid is hitting the crossfire if you cared about the droid
1: (laughs) well you know sad yeah uh our three heroes soon find the cantina surrounded by a row of death troopers i love death troopers well and they're apparently the the reason that they're called death troopers because they can actually hit the target right
0: also i want to talk about that in a minute But here's the best part of this episode. There's a lot of great things of this. But, however, here comes my favorite part. This hits Scotty's uh, nostalgia real good. An Imperial Troop Transport arrives with a contingent of stormtroopers. The Imperial Troop Transport was created by Kenner in 1978. It's one of the coolest toys ever. Filoni brought it in for rebels and now we finally get a quote unquote live action
1: version yeah, of it. It's amazing. Oh, I loved it so I won't And this is the sequence as well. The troops you see, I think this is where he brought in he called in a favor the favor of the five of the first. Yeah, yeah, right. Which he is moved, amazing. Right. And so and then we also get to see
0: how the troop transport works, because the toy held six troopers and then, you know, you had a pilot and a co-pilot in the in the cockpit. But the way that the way the um the it works is that the the sides open up and there's more troops inside yep so it just opens up where the the holder was so you got the six guys holding i guess guarding with the guns, and then they get out and then the, it just opens up and just pours out stormtroopers like a clown car it's
1: freaking awesome oh it's great
0: oh it's so excited to see also
1: them. the way uh, gideon's tie fighter lands is very unique yes uh uh we have no info on it right i do oh good mm-hmm. great uh kara realizes they're uh, they're
0: outnumbered the mandalorian contact- contacts quill and by and tells him to flee However, the conversation is intercepted by scout troopers who race after Quill on their speeder bikes. Shortly after, Moff Gideon arrives on his outland uh, TIE fighter with retractable solar collectors. He exits the TIE fighter, tells the Mandalorian and his companions that they have something he wants. He claims They claim, well, we don't know what you're talking about. And the Mandalorian contacts Quill, the scout troopers close in uh, on their speeder bikes. Gideon says the child will be his in moments. Quill approaches the razor crest and lowers the ramp. Getting as of the child means more to him than they'll ever know, the Mandalorian contacts Quill, but he and the Blur uh, Steve have been shot by the scout troopers.
1: A scout trooper scoops up the child. Credits. Black.
0: Hard cut. cut to, to black. Hard cut. It's really
1: sad that Quill's gone. Like that's like I actually loved that character. So to see him go away was one of the. I,
0: I, I did too. And we I talked, was a little shocked. It was a shock. You know. <laughs> As, as as modern television goes, especially you know these action fantasy shows, not everyone survives, and that's right. kind of the thing. So we knew somebody would have to, I mean, right. it's just the the nature of the game. And we mentioned something early on in the episode if if uh, Quill would be back in next season. And you mentioned that well, is probably expensive. Yeah.
1: So this is a good way. to- And so that's what I hate about my brain is knowing that stuff. I right. can kind of target certain things in. Right. And that was one of those. And so, uh, but uh, he, he was awesome. I loved him. Great, great character.
0: Great. It was an interesting character, and it was good to see, like uh, again, practical use of, fate, you know, makeup and, and effects, and just it worked for me. I, I think it's totally funny. did. Oh, so uh, what did I want to talk? There's a couple of things.
1: What do you want to get into this? Just, what you my bigger thing? My so this episode again, uh, we've talked about Deborah Chow's ability to tell a story with action very well, and she does a great job. Now, there's a huge action sequence coming after this episode, but. This episode is such great setup that it makes episode eight that much better. And in retrospect, it makes everything but episode five and six, prison planet, prison the yeah, prisoner and um, the assassination. Gun, it, Gunslinger. Yeah. It makes those two irrelevant. Right. But it makes four, you know, important because of how uh, Cara Dune's character comes in. Right. All. So like it makes a pretty solid arc. We get a pretty good arc here. And I don't know I just I enjoy the flow of this particular episode a good bit. It, it goes by very quick to me. So here's what
0: I'm fascinated about: television direction. because it's not I mean television again is a, is a, a writer's medium, yep the writers you know showrunners in charge of everything, right the, yep. the, the, the big dog. But this is basically at, re, at its core a two-parter. Of one story. Yep. We get two directors on this. So yep. we get seven and we, we get Deborah Chow for this one. And the next one, we'll, we'll get uh, Taika on this one. On the next one. So I'm, I'm curious how that works in the mindsets because m- to me, most of the work's been done. You're just finishing it up. You're just, you know,
1: it's like. I think it's a. Well, the interesting thing, both those directors either she modeled hers or he modeled his or they're just that good. But both directors, the tone doesn't shift dramatically. No. no. The. IG Eleven shifts a bit. The introduction of him changes the tone slightly, but not to an excess like you would see anywhere else. So I was really excited to see IG Eleven back. I didn't. I didn't know we would get that. Yeah, I didn't think we would either. Right. And I love seeing like you know you see him in there. You you set him up, and you don't know what's going to happen to him from no. that point forward. I mean, you you get an idea that. But I honestly thought that that you know it's a, such a cliffhanger, right? And it was so nice not to binge it at least the way I watched right. it. Right. I was in a position of I watched it every week, so I had to live with the Quill's death for seven days, yeah. or six days. But yeah. Although it's great, it is, um, and I
0: like. Well, we we touched on it a little bit, but I love watching Quill work with IG Eleven. It's just it's
1: it's a great sequence. It's it's
0: an interesting it's an interesting idea for a montage. Yeah. It's like it's also it's. It, in terms of
1: story, it's not needed, but it's a great nugget. Well, it does something for me for, uh, and this is more for my Star Wars life, but it does something for me that I've always had a question about. is Droids seem to, to uh, really, like, impart, or I'm sorry, uh, their owner's making a major impression on them. I'm not thinking of It's what you do with the imprint, imprint. And there's a lot of imprinting going on. So IG-11, in this case, is now imprinted by Kuhil, Yeah, and It just seems like... Uh, there's that level of I don't know it's showing it for the first time
0: right and I love how the fact that IG-11 is aware of like what he was he yeah. knows what he is right
1: but I'm programmed for this this is
0: my job right. now so I'm dedicated to that that's yeah. it's cool it's heavy it's and, heavy and it's good and like it doesn't bother him but it, but it, like for me I'm like dude that's yeah I'm no longer yeah. a soldier of fortune I just like taking care of things man it's what I do it's good though it's I good love it. it's good storytelling it is good storytelling good, good, it's good character arc um, so want we'll to talking about Death Troopers. Yeah, I love death. death Troopers. Were first introduced in Rogue One. Um, death Troopers are um, tall, slender. They're, they're taller than regular troopers, and they're, they're black armor, and they don't they talk. They talk in like code. This it's just it's their their loud transmissions are garbled, right? And so Death Troopers understand each other, but no one else does. I love Death like. The and the, they're
1: they're also engendered I believe right they're male and female yeah all yeah.
0: aren't now um there's female tubers in this episode yeah including possibly Vanessa Marshall uh, so oh, that's delightful yeah. I know she's done some in some I don't know if it's this episode or next episode but the um, the voices are I think it's next episode actually anyway but. Um, and we we saw them in rebels. Thrawn had them in rebels, right? And uh, Krennic has them in Rogue One. So here's here's my bit about them, though. So I'm an imperial. I'm an.
1: The Empire has to have a marketing department, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> right, like any. Yeah, well, they have a. They have a. Um, Does the Emperor have PR? Goebbels. Yes. Yeah. He has, a, he has a Joseph Goebbels in space. Right. So. So. What, what am I? What is the word? I just I'm stupid today.
0: So they propaganda. He's he has got a propaganda. propaganda. Yeah. But I I would think this is more not propaganda. This is this is marketing. This is PR, public sure. relationship. This is public relationship. So whoever's in charge of like imperial infantry shows up to to like PR and says, I got a new trooper. This thing is like six foot five, slender. He can hit things. He's got cool ass black armor. Right. We need a name. And they're like. Death Trooper. Yeah. Good. I'm going to wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, okay.
1: That's your big this, reveal? Is you your going to Death Trooper? Death Trooper? Well, gonna... we got the mud troopers over here, <laughs> here. and we got the storm snow troopers. troopers they, they, and we, just... we got Snow troopers. Snow, snow troopers. <laughs> so why not Death Troopers? The biker, he's a but scout. But death is not a place. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Okay. So
0: <laughs> biker scouts, you know, they're yeah. on bikes, and they scout.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> All right, checked all the numbers. I just well, they actually hit things, so they're giving death. Right. Oh, gi- okay. okay. So, so,
0: I'm going to one day create something that's like the the jolly panda trooper. Right. <laughs> I'm all for it. Right. Just like it's 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 the most benign sounding happy thing that will unleash death.
1: Yeah, I'd love it. It's like, oh look, Tuttle- yeah, Joe did that right. with like cobra troopers. After a while, they're it's just like- random things. <laughs> they're like, oh look, a brick wall trooper. <laughs> like oh great my favorite was a night trooper yeah because he worked at night yeah night vipers <laughs> yeah night
0: vipers. yeah says just, just oh, a night viper why i can i got night vision goggles i, I only
1: worked the night shift <laughs> only <worked>. alley vipers <laughs> oh yeah what do you do i have pink camo <laughs> no orange and blue close enough the first one was orange and blue yeah uh, it was orange uh, and blue but we all bought it because he had the badass sh- he had a shield that shield was awesome and his visor clicked up yeah and oh, he had, and he had this crazy gun. Like now, I know what that gun is. It's an MP5, right? But it has like a sniper scope. And it's like, what are you playing Call of <laughs> Duty? This makes no sense right now.
0: Oh.
1: Anyway, sorry for the sidebar. We're gonna do GI Joe in the movie on one of the podcasts. I swear to I God, I'm, I'm, I'm r- looking for it. It needs to go straight <laughs> onto. I don't care which one. Just <laughs> I have to be involved. <laughs> I just don't think the girls will get into it. So I don't know if I want to do it. All That's on. maybe why we should.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What do you think out there my Star Wars life? Should we, we do uh, uh, G.I. Joe the movie on uh Catacombs or uh on a cult movie Cantina? I'll let y'all decide. We'll, yeah, we'll that's way it. to do it. I'll put a poll out there because I know just either. I don't at least Seth's seen it either. Um And I think they both think it's dumb, but that's okay.
1: That's what makes it
0: fun. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. But yeah, Death Rivers need better PR.
1: Uh, the Outland Tie Fighter looked freaking amazing. Yeah, it's it's one of the best things. It's, but th- what I'm saying is, there's not a lot of info on Or you do have info? I got on? a little bit. There's not much. I I pulled up a little bit and I didn't. But right. is it actual canon at this point?
0: Well, it's it's what they can get from the um, what's available. Oh, there's gotcha. Not, there's not a lot available. Because what
1: what makes it work to me I is mean, it, we get a name. That's about it. It's just called the Outlander. Outland. T- Outland. Outland Tie Fighter. Right. So it's like it's like. So I wonder f- if it has uh, hyperdrive then. <sighs>
0: I don't know. I, because I don't, we
1: don't know what... Because we're, we're post-Jedi, so at some point, obviously the First Order borrows that influence and then puts... Right. Um, um, Hyperdrive into their TIE Fighters. Or whatever theirs are. But those are their Special Forces ones.
0: I'm looking on Wikipedia, and so let's see. And see if there's anything mentioned about the TIEs. Um... Uh, I think the only thing they, so far they've mentioned is the fact is it wings, it 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 wings basically uh, configure like the s foils on a X-wing starfighter, right? So nothing about a hyperdri hyperdrive yet. Okay. So we don't know, but Not, that's still great. But typically, those kind of like special ties usually do. I mean, tie advances had had hyperdrive, so if you're using like a tie advanced body and throwing like. Um, you're making you're designing S4 stuff, yeah. It makes sense to me. No, it would because, because, because even earlier on, if you go going to early on, canon you got the the um the silencer is um, Kylo Ren's ship. What's
1: Mall's? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but
0: it's it's a it's the same company designed it, and right? It, and, it, and it's but it's bigger, yeah, but it's basically a backwards tie, Yep, And so it, it but it
1: can hyperdrive, yeah, so. you're right, and it has the foldy. It does have the Foldy Folds. Yeah, it's Foldy Folds in it. Yeah, so so, okay, there we go. So yeah. so But it's a cool ship either way. And seeing it land is freaking sweet.
0: It it, it was cool to see a cool ship because, you know, we've mentioned this before and I'll probably mention it again over and over again, but the things about Star Wars that every episode we get, like every movie, there's usually a new stormtrooper. Right. And sometimes a new ship. We couldn't really do new stormtroopers in this. Right, because I mean, the the new stormtroopers we got were dirty. That was like our new variety, dirty troopers. (laughs) Yeah, we have the variety of just you know, the name is troopers, or you found them at Goodwill. Yeah, the Goodwill (laughs) troopers. That's what they are. (laughs) And so, so at least we get new ships, and so I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. So, how'd you like
1: Pitch Black? I love that movie. How about the scene <laughs> oh yeah you know i love the scene my, my only thing it, it came a little bit out of the blue to set up him getting injured it could have been done uh i think a couple of other different ways they could have had a small scuffle with stormtrooper i get why it's expensive but so is flying cg creatures at night i guess and blurgs and blurgs i don't know i mean the blurgs are certainly there simply there. one of them's there to get eaten the other one is to, to ride quail back to the that's it they're bad plot devices but they work it felt very uh like you were playing a role-playing game <laughs> right. and that was like the little pre-encounter to test the team or right test the group um and and then after that it was like okay now you're a group <clears throat> and these npcs died so i didn't you know it was all right i, I dug it I it, it's
0: very much pitch black it's very and if they also say otherwise i don't believe them yeah i agree Ready for some trivia? Yes, please. Oh, uh, you mentioned this earlier, but the production needed extra stormtrooper uniforms for this installment. So, and Dave Filoni decided to ask members of the fan costume group, the Five Hundred First, to participate. According to Filoni, uh, they can boost uh, boast all their that all their homemade uniforms are now Scream used props. That's pretty wicked. Uh, I have a friend of mine here who's in the Five Hundred First locally and knows people who were in the episode. Wow. Yep. Also mentioned this too: the Imperial troop transporter vehicle is based on a toy made by Kenner first released in 1978 i love it so much it's probably my favorite star wars like toy it's also there was a version featured in rebels which i also own uh which is uh, in turn uh also support a toy version but uh this marks his first live uh, action appearance uh and then i guess oh, i got a couple of ones uh Griff Carter jokingly calls the child the little bogwing, reference to the flying creature native to N- N- dagobah and naboo Bogwings fly um, Kara says she wanted uh, she's won by the New Republic for jobs she's done since she's left the rebellion. So yep. far, so far, the New Republic in, in the Mandalorian has been used as a um, imperson- uh, impersonal fist of justice. See the X-wing bombing the prison transport we talked about those last week. And the prisoner and Quill uh, refers to Kara as a drop trooper, confirming in more detail what exactly a Rebel shock trooper is. So she jumped from uh, stuff and killed things. Quill says he suspects the child might be a strandcast, which is a new term in the Star Wars universe. He said that he saw strandcasts when he was indentured as, as, to the Empire, but they were not as uniquely ugly as the child. Uh, they come from the gene farms. It sounds like these are similar to, uh, to but distinct from clones. Perhaps other people and creatures are uh, or reprogrammed from
1: scratch. At the genetic level, referring to the clones or of another person. And then back to all the way to episode 1 where you have episode 1 and 3 with the doctor who has the Camino patch. Right. So I mean there is a possibility, but eh, it is what it is. So
0: they, and I, and we can save this for episode 9 when we just speculate, but I'd like to just open up discussion now for it so we can table it otherwise.
1: Do you think he's a clone of Yoda? Um Yes, it's a possibility. It's a very strong possibility, but I you know, I don't know. I don't maybe he's a clone of Yaddle or Yaddle or whatever his name is. <laughs> the face Scotty's making is one of Limburger cheese. I would
0: be disappointed.
1: <laughs> no, you want it to be Yoda. Everybody, every, look, you have to have it be Yoda. Personally, I don't want it to be a clone of Yoda. I don't want it to be a clone of Yoda. I think it's a
0: red her- herring. Yeah. And um uh, but um who knows? Uh we we know in the um, Force Awakens universe that cloning's still around. Yep. Because Hux is like uh, well, Kylo Ren's like we could just get clone troopers and not use as Hux mind control. We can just clone a bunch of guys and Hux is like he whines like they're cloned. It works. They're not as unstable as clones. And I'm like well clones were kind of stable so I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah y'all just treated maybe maybe the technology's drifted a bit but probably
0: in know. the empire they just enslaved camino and yeah right and just subjugated it to death Empire's
1: not really great at that they killed everybody there and they're <laughs> like oh that was oops yeah
0: and so we're gonna just turn this to the imperial
1: pr department that's it all right oh we're sending <laughs> <in> the death troopers <laughs> <laughs> oh good i named those last week yeah overall what do you think of the episode uh it is in my top three top three yep
0: um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, it's
1: it's in the top half. I'll put it that way. See, I'm a one seven eight guy. You're one seven eight. One seven eight. <laughs> I just like the progress. I mean, I because I, I can't say it's hard to say. It's hard to talk about this episode too much because you're you're leading into something it's, else. Right? Because right? we got a cliffhanger in the and it's a big one. But like, so it's it's seven and eight are. One episode, but if you have to rank them, it's like one, seven, eight. I just like the flow of it. Gotcha. Those are my top three. I, I don't you. know what the order is on that. I can just tell you those are the three. Mm, two and four up there for me. Yeah, I like
0: two a lot. Yeah, two's up. twos up there. So. The
1: thing is, I like almost every episode except for four, but I I like it more than I do five now. Right. So yeah, I like every episode except five and six. And, uh, five and six are
0: like like <laughs> unless I'm rewatching it for something specific. I think from now on I will watch one, two, three, four, and then seven and eight. Which is what you can do, right? Because you
1: don't, you don't need. I right. eh, sorry, space achieves this, and well, what is that? That's uh, uh, well, that's Empire and, and Jedi, right? <laughs> right. So just so, just skip know. it. Skip it. I just want, I want more uh, stuff about uh, politics
0: and taxes <laughs> and flying through <laughs> and, the cores of planets, flying through planet cores, <laughs> yeah. and you know, more prequel stuff. More prequel. So uh, next week is our penultimate episode of this. Uh, w- it will be the last episode of Amanda um, of, uh, Monday where we look at eight chapters. So we'll look at chapter eight. And then uh, we'll, the f- our last episode will be a recap of all eight episodes. And we'll speculate and talk about what can happen in season two. Yep. And who might show up. Because I've heard rumors. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going around. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: I don't know how I am either.
0: This is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. This is the way. This is the way. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.